Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we're going to talk about child care. Our guest today is Shane Riffle, first of all, the CEO of the Brainerd Family YMCA, and Tyler Glenn, who is the Executive Director of Bladeck. And gentlemen, welcome to Community Focus. Yeah, good morning. Hello, Ken. Hello, Tess. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to be here, as always. Thank you for being here. So yes. we, we've, uh, we've heard it. Uh, child care is an issue. Uh, uh, try and flesh that out a little for us. Why is child care such an issue right now? Well, I think the first place that we should start is, is this isn't just a local issue. This is an issue that is throughout the state of Minnesota, throughout the country, to be to be quite frank. Uh, about a year and a half ago, the uh, the uh, heard some statistics that would have said that in the state of Minnesota, we were currently eighty three thousand childcare short slots short. In our state. So that's just the state of Minnesota, 83,000. And if you look here locally, at the start of the pandemic, I would have said we were roughly 14 to probably 1,600 slots short just here in Crow Wing County. Now, the challenge with that is, is that through the pandemic, we lost in-home child care providers. It was pretty challenging for them. You know, if a kid got sick, was was uh, came down with COVID, they would have to shut their whole place down. Um, loss of revenue. It was a very scary time, I think, for in-home child care providers, as well as the centers that, you know, that Shane with the YMCA runs. But it is a very large issue at a national level, at a state level, and certainly now here at a local level. And it's not a single solution. Um, in order to solve this, it's going to be multifaceted. Um, you know, I always kind of compare this to a, a three-legged stool that you need um, a really quality program, you need the space, and you need the staff. And I think a lot of places are struggling with both the space and the staff right now. Um, you know, as a provider, mm-hmm. those are the things that I think about every day as we have, you know, tremendously long waiting lists and parents that call us in a panic because they want to work and they need to work and they're unable to find somewhere that's safe and affordable for their children to to learn. I just remember last fall or last spring as as the school year was ending, I don't think on Facebook I had ever seen so many people putting out there, does anybody know anybody that's doing daycare? Does anybody know anybody who's nannying? Does I mean, I was just overwhelmed and I was thankful that I didn't need that service, but my gosh, it's it's been showing now for quite some time. It's it's almost a desperation. Yeah, and the challenge too with that Tess is is that as people stopped working from home mm-hmm. you know you you found i think you found a a cushion or a soft spot in that in that those numbers where that people were staying home they were able to keep their kids at home and then when obviously when school was then when some of the schools where kids were staying home and and doing online learning they could manage it at that point mm-hmm. they could keep their kids at home but as people started returning back to the workplace that number that i identified earlier probably grew by 15 to 20 percent and i don't think Shane could correct me but I don't think that's an exaggeration I think mm-hmm. that it is at least that and and people are continuing now we still have people that are working from home but you still are seeing that as they go back those slots just aren't available yeah. yeah, I would guess that's a soft number. The other side of that as well, we talk about the importance of people being able to work, but what we've seen at the Y is just the learning loss that occurred yes. when schools were shut down. It was a challenge for a lot of kids, especially working families. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they were at home, the parents were supposed to be working; they're not there to support their child's learning. Um, so, you know, 
one of the purposes of, of daycare and childcare is to get kids ready for kindergarten. Yep. And when they are not in a setting that is conducive to learning and is helping make them kindergarten ready, then they're already at a disadvantage by the time they start school. And that carries on and affects graduation rates. So that also affects the entire community mm-hmm. years down the road. Mm-hmm. And with a workforce shortage, it's so important that the people that want to work have daycare available. Exactly. We need workers at the YMCA every day. We're mm-hmm. we're short, and just where are the people? Then being able to afford the workers. There's been this market driven, you know, ra- uh, rise in what we have to pay staff. So mm-hmm. that makes it tough for a business, particularly a nonprofit, right. and even more so for childcare. Um, we really need to be able to pay our teachers a lot more. Mm-hmm. But every time that you know utilities are costing more this winter, wages are costing more, where do, where do we pass the cost on? It makes it unaffordable for parents. So mm-hmm. somewhere there's got to there's be give, and we just don't know where that's at right now. All right. So we know there's a problem. Uh, it needs to be addressed. Tell us what's happening so far here in the community. What are the efforts that are going on? Well, in the past uh, 18 months, there's been plenty of you know, federal money that has come down. There's state money that is, has been dispersed out, certainly into our local communities. Last fall, uh, Crow Wing County, with the use of their ARPA dollars, so their American Rescue Plan dollars, they turned around and allocated $800,000 out to child care. And the the goal with that was to increase slots, but also is to assist those that were currently in business and addressing some of the needs that they had. Mm-hmm. You know, with the with the growing demand with this, um, eight hundred thousand dollars, you know, to all of us isn't a lot of money. But in the grand scheme of things, eight hundred thousand dollars, if we're trying to create new slots, go into you know. You have to have new facilities, especially if you're looking at center-based, um, a center-based model, because they need space. But again, it's space, it's teachers, it's all of this stuff. But it was a tremendous amount of effort put forth by Crow Wing County in getting in front of this and saying, we have to try and address this problem. We have to throw, and I don't mean to say throw money, but we mean to put money towards something that is a very significant need in our community. And, and they did that. And with that, that $800,000, by the time that money ends up being dispersed and those slots end up getting created, we figure we're going to add you know, between 250 to 300 slots. And that's wow. significant when you look at that. But again, it was something that, you know, we were very, Bladeck as an organization administered these grants on behalf of the county. It opened our eyes, certainly, to where these needs are and and certainly what's out there as far as um, the discrepancies in funding, the discrepancies in where the money ends up going to. But we have there are more programs that are out there. First Children's Finance is is stepping up and um, putting money out towards this. The state of Minnesota is addressing this problem again um, with with state funds towards this. And as those monies start to trickle down, we'll have access to them and we'll be able to identify to the people in Crow Wing County and in, in this region, for that matter, to have access to those dollars and hopefully hopefully this money starts to really make an impact yeah well, one of the great things is the the people that are involved in the solution you know it's not just the ymca or 
teeny bubbles or stepping stones mm-hmm. or Trinity Church that's trying to solve this alone. We're all trying to work together. And we've got partners like Bladeck, the city of Brainerd, Crow Wing County Initiative Foundation. Um, there's a, the school district. There's a lot of great folks that are working together um, to, to find one of these many solutions. Um, so one of the things I mentioned earlier is staffing that we deal with in CLC and the Initiative Foundation have worked together. So folks that are maybe interested in entering the field, there's an accelerated fully scholarship program that people can take at CLC. And then once they're enrolled, they can work with us and we can gain some mm. um, waivers through the state to get them working while they're participating in the uh, in their education. Sure. Um, so if anyone's listening right now and is interested in becoming an early childhood teacher, um, we have a pathway that's totally funded to, to enter the field. Mm. Mm. So that's an example of a that's solution. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yep. absolutely. Um, you mentioned the state has dollars. Uh, is there a lobbying group for child care? Do our <laughs> legislators know what's going on and, and have any plan? Or do you think that will be talked about at this upcoming session? I, I think so. Uh, it. it it was brought up last year, um, one of the state meetings that I attend, usually early in the year, and now this year it'll be interesting to see how the how the lobbyists present this to us again. Is is that um, with the new, obviously with new legislators in there, with you know a, a new session starting, you know we have I, we look at this and say we probably have three pretty significant problems um, with you know I would just say three problems, and the three problems are housing, childcare, and employees. Yep. And all three of those have a, an effect on each other. You yes. know, you had mentioned before we started here, Ken, some of the state demographer numbers, and they're starting. It, it's startling to know how many people are sitting out there that could go to work. And as we look at a, a problem like childcare, some of those individuals can they get into this field? Is it worth getting into this field to hopefully address one of those problems? But it's a it, it's an economic barrier. So when we say that. We would love to bring businesses here. We would love to bring individuals into our communities. Where are they going to live? Where are they going to work? And where are their children going to go and receive quality child care? So it is a problem that isn't just here. It's throughout the state. The state is dealing with it. Um, the money that they're putting out there is certainly significant. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not it gets in the right hands or not. And I don't mean that in a way that's saying that that people are taking it that right. shouldn't be taking it. It's right. just how do we make the biggest impact with these dollars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know uh, even before the pandemic, there was a lot of talk about all the red tape that child care uh, has to deal with. That needs to be addressed too, doesn't it? It does. And the state, I'll give them credit, there's been a lot of surveys, discussions between providers on how to eliminate that, and we'll see what happens in the future. Um, during the pandemic, there were a lot of uh, waivers and variances, which really helped out. And I would say with the shortage right now and the troubles finding teachers, um, if we could just circle back for a while until there is a better solution and let us you know, still find quality staff, but maybe some of the restrictions that are there it's it's foundational it's like maslow's hierarchy of needs right at that very bottom level you need childcare in order to support the community and and the workforce so we've got to do something really soon or else we're just we're all going to continue to struggle yeah you know and, and thankfully we have you know, local organizations like the YMCA that's looking at solutions and trying to identify what those solutions are. 
adding space, you know, adding adding headcount, and and that's a that's a big big deal in an area like this when we can take a center based. Um, situation like they that like Shane has over at the YMCA and and being able to work with them and understand their needs but also to help them try and you know obtain the funding that they need to to continue to grow and to continue to address this problem so i think there's there's a lot that goes into this but we also have employers in our community in our in in this county that are trying to find solutions themselves and when they can partner with an organization like the YMCA or some of our center, other center-based um, organizations, it's it's a step in the right direction, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do see, and I know it was years ago, one of our local employers tried to do this on their own, tried to create a center so they could help their employees out. That's a, it's really tough to do. It's a, it's a tough model to try and create mm-hmm. and try and manage. So thankfully, we have organizations like the YMCA and some of our other child or uh, center-based organizations that are really stepping up to look at this, figure out what a solution is, and to help, the, to help solve a very, very big problem. Yeah. Um, you know, you talk about these centers. Uh, my final question would be, I know uh, when my kids were little, we, there was a person operating a child care in their home. Have those all just gone away after the pandemic? Uh, and will any of those come back? Is there any effort in that direction? I know that a significant number have uh, closed shop. And Tyler, you had a number the other day, I believe, that you had heard. Yeah, so from the start of the the pandemic through the end of uh, 2021, we lost 43 in-home child care providers just in Crow Wing County. Wow. Um, and, yeah. and for various reasons. There, you know, some of them um, just were at a point of maybe it was retirement age. Maybe they were just at that at that point. Done. Where done. Yeah, <laughs> done. good point. Yeah. Their mm-hmm. test, it's just done. Yep. But that's that's what happened is, is that that drove some people um, out of the market. And unfortunately, replacing them is not an, an easy thing to do, you know, trying to, you know, that the costs that go into creating your own uh, facility in your home and then what it does to your home, what it, you know, and some of these are situations where it's a it's a parent willing to stay home with their own children and then bring take on some more which is which is always great and it's it's filling a little bit of a need on that side but uh they aren't coming back as fast as they left yeah in rural communities those are just absolutely vital and it is a a blend between in-home care and center care and we need them both and we need people doing both Mm -hmm. i was listening to uh, uh, talking to someone just yesterday and a couple years ago it was a family driving 40 miles each way out of their way to take their kids to child care believe it and you talk about the inconvenience and the time and just the frustration Mm -hmm. and a lot of people that's not a unique story there are a lot of folks that are in that same situation yeah okay wow so i think you know just looking forward um i think we're on the cusp of improving it locally um, I know we are at the Y, and you know one of the reasons that I wanted to be here was just to thank the community for all of the attention, the support, especially through our friends at Bladeck. Um, they've just been really incredible to work with throughout this. Um, but you know, all of us working together, we'll, we'll come up with a good solution, and I'm just grateful to be a part of it. So, thank you. Yeah, and is there a need for others to uh, help in this cause? I mean, uh, when I, I look, it's the workforce, it's the employers 
that need this too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there there definitely is the need out there for you know an employer to, especially a larger employer. If a larger employer has solutions or has thoughts around how they can how they can help out their own staff, um, you know, I think going to someone like coming to me or going to someone like like Shane certainly that is in a position to say. We'd love to help you work on this problem, whether it is funding, whether it's, you know, somehow the employer subsidizing some of the cost for their employees, children. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's options out there. It's it's but it is, you know, as we've mentioned, it is getting this conversation started and it's and it's continuing to move forward with this because this is not a problem that's going away tomorrow it's not going away probably in the next year. It's who knows if it'll ever go away, mm-hmm. but at least we can be part of a smaller solution but you know when we say smaller solution if we if we can address 20 percent of this or 25 percent of this i think we're winning Mm -hmm. and that's a you know i mean if we're playing baseball ken you know hitting 250 you're still probably making 10 million dollars a year right but (laughs) the bottom line (laughs) the bottom line is is that if we can make a 25 percent increase or uh, we can address 25 percent of this problem we're doing well and again step in the right direction it is Mm -hmm. and you know again i just want to you know shout outs to the the groups uh that are helping us out with this and you know crowing county has been extremely extremely um important in this process you know understanding that the funding that they're receiving that they have received from the federal government it couldn't be a better place to put some of these dollars is to put it into something that is economically significantly impactful in our communities excellent yeah. Gentlemen, we're going to leave it there, but thank you so much for bringing this again to the to light for everybody. We need to really work on child care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ha- thanks for having us. Okay. Yes. Thank you, guys. Shane Riffle is the CEO of the Brainerd Family YMCA. Tyler Glenn is the executive director of Bladeck. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Our Community Focus programs can be found online. They're on our website. Go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also listen through our free downloadable app which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.